It's time for us to talk technical analysis on Money Life. This is Technical Difficulties, and I'm joined right now by Zach Johnson, Senior Portfolio Manager at Stack Financial Management in Montana. If you want to learn more, stackfinancialmanagement.com. Stack Financial Management is a sister firm to Investec Research, which publishes the Investec newsletter. And Zach has been on the show before. You guys have liked what he's had to say. And I think you liked it not because he said like, oh, the market's going to be all happy days again, but because of where the perspective comes from, which is a really interesting one. The depth of research at Stack Financial Management. Well, there's a reason why I invite these guys on the show. Zach Johnson, good to have you back. Yes, thank you for having me, Chuck. Good to be back. So we are in range-bound markets. If I'm looking at it from a technical perspective, we've been range-bound for months. Can't break through resistance can't get underneath support. And yet we've had plenty of times where we've rushed in the direction of one or the other. We just haven't really changed anything. So what are you seeing happening right now? Yeah, you, you pretty much put it in a perfect place. Really what we have is kind of an economic and emotional tug of war going on. And a lot of that ties into some of this behavioral aspect of technical analysis overall. And really this back and forth has been taking place ever since the Fed reversed course and changed from a monetary tightening cycle to this monetary loosening cycle that we're experiencing right now. And of course, has continued almost every single meeting and especially been exacerbated of late. And when we're looking at this tug of war going down, we're kind of breaking this down into three distinct segments. Number one, like you said, from a technical standpoint, you know, on the positive side, general market breadth, especially when you look at the advanced decline line, that continues to be pretty strong and recently hit another high last week. So that really puts the combination of both strength and momentum and put that in the bull camp. And and that's really remained steadfast for quite some time. On the negative side, however, when I've mentioned this the last time I was on the show, we continue to see both the transportation stocks and the small cap stocks they continue to struggle. They're much further from their, their recent all-time highs, and those all-time highs were reached back in the, the latter part of 2018. And many of these companies, if you, you know, dig a little further and actually look at the reasons of why they continue to struggle, you know, a, lot of this, a lot of them have cited the trade war. They've cited what's going on. But more specifically, they cited a lot of macroeconomic slowing that, that took place prior to some of these trade war issues. So this has been a continuous and again, I mentioned that tug of war, and that comes down to both the positive and negative from a technical front. Now, if I take a look a little deeper, and we'll, t- we'll talk about the macroeconomic scenario, and again, a tug of war. So you got the ISM Manufacturing Index, two straight months in contraction territory. And in fact, this most recent reading that came out the beginning of October was a 47.8, and that was the lowest reading we've seen in this cycle, and that includes the slowdown in 2011 and the slowdown in 2015. So it's the lowest reading since the Great Recession. On the flip side, if you look on the positive side, we're looking at consumer confidence. It remains extremely high. It, it, re, it remains um, con, uh, continually high, and it's, it's below its peak. But really, if you look at the reason or one of the key reasons for this, and it has to come back to the housing market, this decline in interest rates. Now, granted, many of the, the, the reduction in interest rates really isn't for good reasons overall. But what it has done is it's reinvigorated the overall housing market. So with the housing market reinvigorated and the change in Fed policy, when are we going to see 
a breakthrough because it sounds like you're relatively positive, but as a technical analyst, how positive can you be until the market shows that it can break through and get there? And oh, by the way, if I'm looking at the patterns, as other people have told us, if we get back up towards record highs and can't break through, we're going to be looking at a double top or a triple top, which is normally a bad sign, right? Exactly right. And I think you've got to look a little further and a little deeper. And that's where we start talking a little bit about the sector and the stock level. Um, And what's been very interesting, if you look over the last 12 months, you've seen the defensive sectors do extremely well. You've seen them hold up in the fourth quarter of last year when we had that excess volatility. And they also have participated in the rebound that we've seen in 2019. Now, that's been an excellent place to be. However, what you're starting to see is value are becoming extremely excessive, specifically when you start looking at certain sectors. And so what we're trying to do is, as you stated, what's going to be the signal or how are you going to play this going forward? Overall, from an asset allocation standpoint, we do remain relatively defensive. Um, We do believe that, that your general equity exposure needs to be aware of the broad macro risks. However, if you look a little deeper and you can find some cyclical opportunities or even find a defensive sector that hasn't participated nearly as much, and we can talk about healthcare. Now, obviously, we're, we're coming into 2020, we're coming into an election season. The healthcare sector is going to be under fire. But if you, if you pay attention to fundamentals and you can find good, solid companies, I think that is a sector that, that could be opportunistic and you could, you could look to find some decent valuations. How much do you worry about headline risk in the healthcare sector, given that we are heading into an election year where healthcare as an industry is going to be front and center in every discussion? Every single discussion, you're exactly right, and you have to be fully aware of headline risk. That's why you might want to look for some names that through, even if, if some of this headline risk, risk plays out, if you're looking longer term and you're being a lot more fundamentally focused, you want to look for those high-quality management teams that can ride through the overall cycle. But you're exactly right. It's one of the reasons that the sector has not participated. But you can be you know, smart from a bottom-up standpoint and, and look for good, solid companies. Well, Zach, it's great stuff as always. Thanks so much for taking the time out. We'll check back in with you down the line to see if the market has gotten to where you expect it and things have played out like you just laid them out. Excellent. Thank you for your time. That's Zach Johnson, everybody. He is Senior Portfolio Manager at Stack Financial Management. Learn more just by knowing the name of the firm, stackfinancialmanagement.com. All right, we are heading for home on the October 22nd edition of Money Life. Up next, it's the market call. We have Eric Ross from Cassend Securities here making his maiden voyage in the market call talking stocks. That's next when Money Life returns in just a moment. 